0: morning, church. Let's come to our feet. Let's worship God together today. Well, let's put our hands together. Help me out. When the doubt in my way tries to steal what you say, saying I have
1: no reason to praise, I will give thanks. Yes, I will give thanks When the Lord
0: Praise to you, God, we thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. Amen. We're so grateful that you're here this morning. We're going to take some time right now if we could have the lights up and we're going to greet one another. Uh, just say uh, happy Thanksgiving to somebody.
2: Good morning. It's good to see you this morning as uh, we celebrate the Lord together this Thanksgiving weekend. Service is going to be a little different today. I trust you'll be encouraged as we uh, step back and thank God for all he has done. And I know over the last couple months there's been several projects we've been working on. We want to give you an update on just a couple of them. The first one is our shoeboxes. And so we had 234 boxes. Our goal was 200, so we uh, we passed that goal. So we're excited about that. And our Mizpah Camp Fall uh, fundraiser, we were able to raise over $30,000, and so we're grateful for that. And we uh, over the last about. Four weeks we were able to order doors and beds and mattresses, and so we keep making progress. We're excited about all God's doing up at Mizpah there near White Sulphur Springs. At the end of the ser- at the end of Second Service today, we have our chili cook-off. And so if you're able to come back for that, we'd love to have you come back. We also have baptism in second service. So uh None in first service today, sorry about that, but uh, we can thank God for that and uh, celebrate people following God in that step of baptism. So Thanksgiving weekend, we all have much that we are thankful for, or should be thankful for, and in 1 Chronicles chapter 16 As they're bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the tabernacle, David says, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. And so we're here this morning to thank God and make known His deeds among the people. He is a great and a mighty God. And so we have a short video, which is some of the different people sharing things that they're thankful for. So let's watch it right now.
0: I'm thankful that we have a great church to come to, that we have John and as our leaders, and Ben, our youth in this church. Well,
3: there's so many things to be thankful for. It's hard to narrow it down to just a couple, but I'm incredibly thankful for my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. I'm thankful for an incredible church family that does so much. and. Uh, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to serve God here at church and in Helena and around the world.
4: Thankful
5: for my family, um, my friends, the church.
4: I'm thankful for my family, my friends,
6: school, and church.
2: I'm thankful for family.
6: I
4: am thankful for having. A family too
6: and I'll get to be with my mom.
4: I'm thankful for having a having food on the table for my family and having a lot of friends and family where I can have a great time with and we can have a great Thanksgiving together. I'm thankful for a lovely and loving church family and for how we take care of each
3: other.
7: Thankful and encouraged for the faithfulness of the people in this church, their faithfulness in giving and in attendance, for the great job our staff is doing here at Annamar Street Baptist
4: Church. For the two for ten meal at Burger King. Well, I'm thankful for family being here at church. I am so thankful for Melissa.
3: She is an amazing person to know and a good friend. I'm thankful for my friend Patty.
4: I'm thankful for my new friend Becky for my very wonderful church family. I'm thankful for my kids and my husband and
3: that my dad is feeling good enough. He's at church today. Yay. What you what? I'm thankful for my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for my children and that they're going to be living yes. together in Denver <laughs> for a while this year. And I'm thankful for the chance to see other countries and to come
6: back and see my church family. I'm thankful for my family and getting to live in a country where I can practice religion and go to church.
7: I'm thankful for my salvation. I'm thankful for my family. and
2: I'm thankful that we live in a world and a country that we can uh, celebrate and praise God. This year I'm incredibly thankful for
4: God's Word. Just being able to study it, going over to college and doing some things about that. It's just been amazing to be able to go throughout it. basically figure out what he's been trying to tell us. It's amazing. I'm thankful for the community that we have to talk about the Bible and to encourage each other and to learn from each other too. It's been really nice to have people to fall back on and encourage you and keep you accountable in your faith.
0: I'm thankful for my family and uh, all the opportunities God's
6: given me in life to serve Him.
0: I'm thankful for my family this year.
7: I'm thankful for my church and my community and all the wonderful people
0: I know. Oh, we want to thank you guys who uh, decided to be videoed on that video. Uh, Grateful for for your willingness to say those things, and I'm grateful for you as a church. And I just ask that you guys come back to your feet this morning. We're going to continue in this theme of thankfulness and uh, worshiping God for his goodness. He is a good God. Our praise today. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace. Yes, Lord. Let's continue to sing and thank God for His goodness.
1: this life brings us
0: For us, church, to praise God. Just ask you right now to think of some of those things. Look to God in heaven and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all that you do. Worship
1: Who else would rocks cry out to worship? Whose glory taught the stars to shine? is show.
0: God has blessed you. We'll take some time here to extol his great name. Us right now.
6: I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my
4: lips. I will glory in the Lord that the afflicted hear and rejoice.
0: Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together.
6: I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who looked at him were already.
0: a man called and the lord heard him he saved him out of his troubles the angel of the lord camps around those who fear him and he delivers them
6: taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the one who takes refuge
0: Worship you and thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for us. In your name, we pray. Amen. Will you guys be seated?
5: Hallelujah. Zamka bujina hindoo, goveni ni na sina ni zamka
8: you could see that they're in poverty. Um, but just uh, everywhere we went, people were so friendly and smiley and jumbo jumbo. Everywhere we went, the little kids would chase us down the street just seeing us. Um, and uh, the other thing I wanted to share is we got to worship and they, they have a huge church there and uh, all in Swahili. And uh, we didn't understand most of it. Some of it was translated, um, but it was just profound to know that, that God is everywhere. And uh, working in people's hearts, just to see other people worshiping the same God in different languages and in different spirit—it was, it was profound. It was amazing.
6: I'm Katie. Um, sorry, I have my coffee with. It. <laughs> I forgot. Um, it was pretty amazing. We were able to climb a lot of us, um, Sequila Mountain, and they consider it a holy mountain, and the Bible students. It's really neat they pray there's a prayer box and you can write prayers and um, leave it in and they will pray and people camp there and walking up the mountain we saw just little tents that people would stay and camp out no telling how long Um, but it's just humbling to know that someone will take out your prayer and they will pray for you constantly so that's pretty awesome um, we were, um, they make very little money. They make about 300 to $600 average a year. And so they have very little money, but lots of joy. And it was very beautiful to see in America. We have lots of money and not a lot of joy sometimes. So that was a beautiful thing to see their joy. This is where we sat for breakfast every day with Bishop Eludi. That's Bishop Eludi on the left. And at midnight, every night, the Bible school students come out of their dorms and they line up in rows bishop goes to the front and i was able to go one night some of them went more than one night but at midnight they're all lined up and he starts to pray out loud and we couldn't understand what he was saying but we would hear things like united states of america or we would hear a name of another country and they would pray for the countries of the world and so he would pray and then they would all erupt in prayer, all at the same time, hands raised to heaven, praying aloud. And it was very moving. And the next morning at breakfast, I said, Bishop, why midnight? <laughs> I mean, there's lots of times you could pick. And he said, this world is getting darker. And we, we want to start every day praying for the world that God would turn this thing around. Something along that line. And I just was like so humbled because... Would I do that? Would we as Americans get up at midnight and pray for the world to come back to Jesus, or to come to Jesus? So that was probably my greatest memory.
9: The thing, probably the thing that comes back to me is just how encouraged we were. Um, And and it was the joy that the people had um, that... They, that they didn't have, a lot, but they just were happy and kind. They were people that were so easy to love, just just because they were humble and they were kind. And um, you know, the the uh, another thing that I thought was really cool was that they the men would meet three times a day and drink coffee, and they would and you would see them all over the place in these in these large groups, in. The sense of community. They would, they would talk about life. And you, you'd, when we were at the clinics, the people would talk for eight hours. They would sit out and just visit with each other. And man, we can't, I've, I've got, so I have a hard time visiting with somebody for sitting down for a half hour and I'm thinking, I got to go do something. And I mean, it was, the sense of community is amazing. No, oh, I could talk for a lot, too. <laughs>
8: I think all of us would <clears throat> have much to share, but um, my heart, part of it is still in Tanzania, so I'm really struggling to be home, but I want to share something that um, there is a lot of amazing things, but a wonderful gift that God gave me is my father was from Fiji, a poor barefoot kid listening outside the windows to people that came to share the love of God who ended up getting saved. Um, He was the son of a Hindu priest, so people wouldn't really try to touch him. But we saw those same kids hanging outside the window, peeking at us, calling our names. And before my dad died, he spoke to thousands around the world, sharing the the love of Christ. So I couldn't help just compassion that I didn't even know I had, just oozing out for these kids, because who's going to be the next one? Who's going to be the next world changer of Of you guys supporting this ministry just to allow us to have a a small opportunity to go and we'd love to share with you guys afterwards uh, one-on-one but thanks
4: yeah so for me this was definitely a once in a lifetime experience as i'm sure it was for many of us um but it was the first day in our second village and up to this point like i personally hadn't seen anything that was like really like step back and i was like whoa And eventually we had this mom and her little boy come in and she had him wrapped up in a blanket. And by the looks of it, we were like, okay, like he's two or three and he was just screaming. And we were just like, oh, like this could be bad. And we take off the blankets and the little boy is just seizing. And at this point we can't really take his vitals and so I'm looking at his sheet and it says that this little boy is 14 years old. And you can see up there, um and later on i went in and i went to go check in on them and kind of just see how they were doing and i look in and i see jeff holding this little boy and for me this was definitely um a very emotional moment because just watching the doctors work every single one of them they really exemplified being the hands and feet of jesus and i was listening to jezzer's message a couple weeks ago where he talked about touching the untouchable and that is kind of what each and every one of these doctors did with Every patient and it was an incredible experience and I will have these memories for the rest of my life
10: oh hello um, I'm was a doctor there and it was an incredible experience and we had many awesome experiences and also some heartbreaking experiences Um, as you can imagine in a third world country but one the most heartbreaking was that we didn't have enough funds or money to send everybody who needed further treatment to the hospital and in Tanzania you have to arrive at the hospital with the amount of cash in hand to pay for your, whatever you have done, treatments, medicine, etc. And so um, I shed a few tears many times <laughs> over situations like that. So um, I had many, many awesome experiences, and one of my favorite memories, I don't know if she, there she is, is <laughs> up behind me, and that was how I met Sophia. Um, We had gone to the orphanage to do uh, physicals on all the children. Jeff and I did physicals on all the children. And um, they, of course, came out on the porch, and they were dancing and singing, and we were all clapping, just like you saw there. They are so joyful, like everyone has said. And in front of us, there stood a line of children. And at the time, I didn't know what that was all about, but I soon discovered that they were there because they didn't have or needed a sponsor. And so I looked down... (laughs) and I saw little Sophia, and I thought she was just beautiful, and um, so the Lord put it upon my heart to be her sponsor, and so it has been a blessing for both of us, and before I end, I also want to thank all of you people who have prayed for us while we're gone, and for those who um, have financially sponsored me to help my trip to be possible, and I want to thank all of you for that.
3: All right, several people have asked me how they can help fund our work in Sakila. There's three ways you can put cash in an envelope, write Tanzania on it, and put it in the box at the back of the church. You can write a check to Hannaford, write Tanzania in the memo line, and uh, the third way is to go to hannaford.org and click on Missions, then click on Donate to Tanzania. we had about $8,000 in donations this year. That equals about 19 million shillings. As you can see, the handfuls of money. So next picture. This little girl's name is Esther. She's 10 months old. And she was brought to us with a baseball size mass on the base of her spine. We couldn't remove it because we didn't know if it was cancer, we didn't know if the spine was involved, and doing surgery on a wiggly baby in a, on an exam table in a church wasn't really feasible. So after consultation with the pediatric surgeon at Mount Meru Hospital in Arusha, we received a report that her surgery would cost 3,330,000 shillings, about um, 1,300 US dollars. My budget for each each village was $2,500. So um, I wrote out a referral, but obviously this probably wasn't going to happen. That night we talked about Esther and her prognosis, which was as the mass grew, she'd probably end up paralyzed and then die. The next morning my team brought me money that they had taken up a collection among themselves, and it it was about a third of the cost needed for the surgery. At breakfast that morning, we met some people who were there for the graduation at Hebron Secondary School. And while they were talking about um, Esther, the man reached in his wallet and he pulled out $400 and handed it to me to help her. Um, By setting aside other referrals, Dr. Tupin and I were able to juggle money from the budget for the next village. And combined with the other money, we were able to pay for Esther's surgery. So in Matthew 22, Jesus says, love thy neighbor. I watched my team donate money that they brought for food and for souvenirs. Love thy neighbor. We met a man who donated to a child he'd never met. Love thy neighbor. And um, Christians in a church on the other side of the world have spent years donating money to support a clinic in a village that they will probably never see. Love thy neighbor. And now the rest of the story. Dr. Tupa took Esther to Arusha to have surgery. There was no cancer. It hadn't gotten into her spine yet. And Dr. Tupa is able to do all the follow-up on, on her case at our clinic in Sequila So, Her prognosis went from early death to long and happy life. So thank all of you for loving your neighbor.
7: All right. Now I have a voice. Um, What a wonderful way to finish the service with communion. Um, You know, I was reading today in uh, Luke chapter 22, um, and, and it's the story of the reason, you know, how we started this idea of communion. You know, it's the Christians getting together to celebrate what Christ has done for us. Today, as you notice, there's so many reasons that we came up here and we celebrate, we worship God and thanking Him for all the things that He has done. But the main thing is our salvation in Jesus Christ. And for that reason, we're here to celebrate that. What a wonderful uh, opportunity to do that when we have communion together. And it's interesting that in Luke chapter 22, and you're going to see this idea when Jesus gets together with the disciples and he's trying to get them that idea of what getting together in communion with other Christians with the future Christians and as a way of celebrating everything that he has done because he had to spend so much time with the disciples but if you notice in the chapter 22 There's so much tension going on. It reminds me a little bit of Thanksgiving in my house with five kids and trying to get everybody to settle. You know, some kids are fighting. Other ones were whining about they don't want to eat turkey or whatever it is going on. Me whining about not liking turkey. But the focus, right? And I think it's frustrating for Jesus, that passage. But later on, the disciples, they understood that. Because as they were getting together, they were remembering everything that he had taught. And also as they were getting together, they were remembering the reason to celebrate is because salvation in Jesus Christ and the promise that he's coming for his church. So in the same way, here as a church, we get together to remember everything that he had taught us, everything that he has done for us but also that we celebrate salvation in Jesus Christ and the promise that he's coming for us. So for that reason, we would like to celebrate today and the service with that. And maybe you're here today and maybe you're not a believer, you haven't made a decision to follow Christ yet. We would like to encourage you to do that, to be part of that communion. But we ask, you don't have to be a member of this church to participate, but you have to be in a right relationship with Christ, and also you have to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, Paul writes to us in 1 Corinthians 11 that a man and a woman ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drinks of the cup. Paul is talking about repentance. This is a time for thankfulness, but also a time for repentance. And you can come before God and ask forgiveness for anything that you have done. And this is between you and the Lord. So we would like to give you some time. A time to meditate. a Time to connect with Christ. And if you be anything in your heart, this is a time for you to pour out to Him. And for those who are not a believer, I urge you to make a decision to follow Christ today. Let's do that together. Father, what a wonderful time that we have here today. A day that we can express our thankfulness, our gratitude towards everything that you've done for us for an amazing life, even with all the troubles in this world. You give us a chance to reconcile, a chance to connect with you through your death and resurrection. So as we celebrate today, we would like to give our lives to you and surrender everything to you. We ask you forgiveness for our sins, for at times that we show not so much gratefulness with complaints. We ask you for forgiveness. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says, still in 1 Corinthians 11, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In remembrance of him, we together. In the same way, After supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. All
0: right, church, let's stand on our feet again if you're able. Let's thank Jesus for all he's done for us.
1: That flows like a river, washing over me.
0: We're able to see you in heaven someday. Lord. We worship you. We praise you for all you've done. We praise you for our salvation. Let's sing it together. you guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend.